and them. So, oh, this has been, I guess, a long time coming, mm-hmm. a long time in the making. For those who are listening, for those who are watching, welcome to Brunch Brothers, the podcast. Uh, this podcast did exist before, about maybe two years ago. And I only did about five episodes, something like that. And I had some really, really, really interesting conversations with some friends. But it wasn't until we pushed, when I say we, I mean like myself and the team at Symphony Park, mm-hmm. we started pushing Brunch Brothers as an actual community initiative, having like literally having brunch with folks mm-hmm. and talking about all sorts. Um, and the whole idea of it is all about unpacking emotions. And then fast forward to a few months ago, I was like, okay, it's time to start you know, getting other man them to be involved in like this mentoring and you know being involved in the community in this way and of course um i've known both of you for a while mm. and then like um we got acquainted Oga samuel yeah <laughs> we got acquainted october yeah yeah physically in person for the first time yeah. but although we were like in each, on each other's like socials for about three years or so mm. and then um but do you know what i had you on socials but i really rarely knew anything about you like I, d- I didn't really know you at all. I didn't. I didn't know very much about you either. But for mm. me, there was, I was just always drawn. Okay. I just know when people are are peoples. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and plus also we had certain conversations in the DM that you don't have typically with sometimes people you've been known for a very long time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there were growth conversations, and that was amazing. And then obviously this gentleman over here. Everyone's gonna get to introduce themselves in a minute, but this gentleman over here in, in the in the red T-shirt, um, I followed his page. Uh, because they do calisthenics. Forgive me if I've pronounced that incorrectly. Wow, perfect. No, that's right. And um, you know, I don't look like it, but I'm very interested in that. <laughs> 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 and so I started following the page, and it was very, com- it is very community oriented, and I could just see people getting together every week. So we started talking, but again, I got, I caught a vibe. I was like, something's going on there, and we got to talking mainly in 2018. Yeah. And somehow, I don't know who I thought I was because I started telling this man about his life. And Bro, <laughs> it was beautiful, man. You don't understand. I needed that. What do you mean? Tell him about his life. I just grew into a mental role for me. Just, just like that. I swear. It just came out of nowhere, and I wasn't even intending to do that mm. because I was, I don't know, I, I was, I wanted to go and work out, and, you know, <laughs> with, with on a Saturday morning, mm. and I was trying to find the time, and I was really busy, but we ended up just talking, and, uh, and then one day he rang me out of the blue, and he just said to me. I've just opened up so much more since I started talking to you. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, that's that's great. But I didn't know that it would come to the point where we would sit down together, the three of us, this is the most random combination. Mm. And we were doing the Brunch Brothers mentoring course. And then our brother Tina was like, well, I think it was like week two or week three, week three was. And like the conversation, the opening conversation in the, in the, that day's like class was so amazing. Mm. He's like, okay, guys, when is the podcast happening? And the moment he said that, I said, oh, I have to do it. Mm. 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Ajani, and my wonderful brotherly co-hosts are Samuel Williams, uh, known online sometimes as Oga Samuel, but yeah, Samuel Williams. And Idris Kizito. Amazing. So guys, why are we here? I don't know, you told me fried chicken was here, so I'm full up in it, I'm full up in it, <laughs> chicken. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you can't call it Brunch Brothers and not have food. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, um, shout out to to Taff. You'll see his information on the screen. He's the reason why our beards look like this. Yeah. Blow nice lineup. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I don't. I don't give man creative freedom on the beard. 
But he's all neat and handsome. I was like, I trust him. I had to trust him. Because my brothers ain't handsome, innit? Like, they're like rugged, man. <laughs> if I see a handsome barber, I said, you know what? Make, just make me like. And you me. have to extra trust him because he doesn't grow a beard. So how does he know how to take care of one, right? Uh, no, because no, if you're presentable, <laughs> no, if you're presentable, you're how do you even trust this guy? What? I told you, I, I gave him. No, oh my days! I didn't know you had a beard. I assumed you had a beard under your mask. No, there's no beard. Oh, shit. Yeah, because you had the mask the whole time. That's crazy. I didn't know you didn't have a beard. Imposter. You wouldn't have that level of trust. Imposter. <laughs> I mean, he did a good job. But that was Russian roulette. But I went last, so I saw you lot came out, so I was like, yeah, man. Wow, you were that kid in the playground. 100%. No, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I thought? Let everyone else go first. Learn I, thought, from I thought he else. had a beard because he knew how to comb my beard. Like, he knew the right comb. He was like, nah, this one's too small now. Uh, hair's a bit more nappy. Let me get this. I caught a curl. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Them ones, them ones. He's gentle on the beard. I was like, he knows what he did. He, he can feel it. He's felt the pain himself. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, here's, 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 here's what we're about over here. We're all about growth. We're all about brotherhood. We're all about love. So, you know, the, the motto here is is love, courage, brotherhood and food okay mm-hmm. obviously all those other things you know are really important but the food truly is what ties us together let's let's be honest yeah but most importantly i think um above all that everyone who's involved in this project and it's important for listeners and, and, and viewers to know this everyone who's involved in this project is a talented young black man okay and everybody who's here has contributed in some way uh, shape or form i want to give a shout out to jumper you're going to see his name on the screen and you're going to see the, the the links and the bios and whatever and the, the, the descriptions below jumper's the uh he's a young rapper and he's also a producer he produced the theme music for this for the show shout out to him shout out to eds unlimited on the on the visuals the stills and the motion all young talented incredible black, black men X. so when you want to talk about how my brothers are out here doing a mess i need you to think again and look again because i'm surrounded by absolute greatness and the future looks bright because it's right in front of me so today we are bringing the first episode and um, you know it's a bit of a peak topic because it's peak but we have to talk about it and you know it, the, the today's episode is called state of emergency um we are in the middle of a pandemic but we don't know if we're in the middle or not because it's been a year now mm. yeah we don't know the start and end to know the middle no idea where it nah, ends yeah last july we were saying the middle <laughs> exactly that stuff has been extended right so so we're in the middle of a pandemic uh, or we're amidst it's the same thing but it just sounds better to say amidst amidst we're, is more vague you don't know where yeah you don't know where you are exactly so it's just like oh you know you're, you're in the mix somewhere, mm. right? And so it, what's happening is that um, we are seeing numbers of young men being sectioned, shooting up. Okay, we are in what's a state... Se- what's sectioned? Sectioned, so... Mental, so ho- mental health. Mental thing. Mental health, yep. So um, what's happening is that... And even just this morning, I was going to work and I saw two brothers, two brothers. It's like eight o'clock in the morning and these brothers have lost their minds, man. Mm. And people are struggling to cope right now. So much is happening. You know, in this time, people are losing their jobs, people are losing their homes, people are losing friends, family members. I've I've lost six family members in the last eight weeks. Yeah. Okay. That's been I, mad though. I'm fortunate that I'm surrounded by empowering people, intelligent people, caring people, loving people. I'm very fortunate. Six. Six, bro. Six. I just needed two. But my dad and my cousin. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, and your uncle. No, your dad and your uncle. I didn't even know your cousin. My cousin died the day my dad was buried, bro. What? Yeah. That's a lot of grief. 
It's a lot of grief, and I'm, it, the grief is in a queue right now. Like, it's like Whoa. currently, like, had to deal with uncle's tears, and then dad was like, what, move! And so now I'm dealing with that, uh, you know, and I don't, I can't lie, I don't have much what, room what, to grieve anyone else right what's now. What's mad is that with the two, even like my mutuals or whatever, when, when let's say they ask me about update on let's say one of my projects, we're doing a project together. So I tell them, oh, we have to postpone it because uh, my man like just lost his uncle. And they're like, oh, that's so unfortunate. Then later on, they're like, oh, have you got the other like, bruv, like, He's my man just lost his dad. They're like, is this like some movie? Like, what's, what's going on? I'm like, and I'm... So I'm going off the two, and then you're here telling me six, and you're like, well, I've yeah. heard my dad got married, the cousin. Yeah. I just did for yesterday. My mum my told me that my cousin's husband passed away. So, 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 you know, that made it six. It's insane. So, you know, I know that I'm going to be okay. I've got you, I've got you, and there's so many other people who are, are not here today who I've got on the other side of the phone. Mm. People who come and visit me and, and, and spend some time and so on and so forth. I'm fortunate like that. But I'm, I'm trying to shed some light on the fact that there are so many more brothers who are not okay right now. Yeah. They are not okay. Their finances are low. They are not okay. How can you expect someone to be okay when society and culture all over the world has taught us that our value is incumbent upon how much money we make, which mm. then determines what position we hold on the, on the pecking order of society. And then so these times, even universal credit is not picking up your, your course. Mm. Yeah. So that's, there's that aspect. And then there's the fact that people are being bereaved. You know, I've never, like, I've been bereaved before. Being bereaved? What's that? When, when a family member, or when someone close to you dies. Okay. Mm. So it could be a relative or a friend mm. or whatever. <clears throat> it's mad. And for me, I've been bereaved before. When my uncle passed away in, this, in February, sorry, November uh, 2020, it was like, what? Mm. You know? And then, like... That was your mum's brother. That was my mum's brother. Yeah. And then, four weeks after we buried him, my dad died. Mm. I was like, what? Did you have to deal with grief before your uncle died? Have you ever had someone that close to you die? Yes, my, my auntie. When I was 17 years old, it was the first time I felt like, like real grief. Mm. So first time I went to a funeral, first time I saw a dead body, first time, all of that. And it was that was surreal, and it was a pain like, unlike any other. It floored me for like six weeks. Didn't go to college, didn't go out just hung out with my cousins and we, we just cried and laughed and joked and went places and cried some more, you know, so that hadn't, so I had, when my uncle died, I hadn't experienced a loss that severe for 14 years. And then that was a blow. And then like, it was the first time I went to a social, socially distanced funeral. Mm. First of all, you don't want to go to a funeral, mm. but what you really don't want is a socially distanced well, what's funeral. What's the difference? I haven't, I, I've never had to grieve someone close to me. I've never been to a funeral. So yeah, yeah any, anyone that's, that I've lost that, maybe, maybe just because I, I don't have cl- close family members besides my siblings, my mom, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. my stepdad, that's pretty much it. Don't speak to my cousins, don't speak to my aunt, even mm-hmm. none of them, mm-hmm. it? so if they die, they die, like when they tell me, oh, Blah's died, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, and that does happen, that does happen. I've and had- I don't go to any of their funerals, innit? So what, what? What is a regular funeral like and a social, what's the difference with a social? Okay, so a regular funeral, there's no limit to who can come. Yeah. You know, you can have an open casket. Yeah. Um, people don't have to sit far apart from each other. Yeah. We had to stand outside of the church at my uncle's funeral. And this is not a guy who I didn't know. Yeah. You get me? If it was like, an, if it was like you know, uncle three times removed, you know, two times over, it's like, I'll watch it on Zoom. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> 
Um, but this one is like, it's important. This is my mother's sibling. Like, duh. We, he's been in my life, my whole life. Mm. <laughs> you, 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 even if you wanted to pretend like it's not moved you, it's gonna move you, do you get me? So that was, that was mad because there were only 20 something people in the church and they were like scattered, right? And then myself and a few other family members were in the foyer looking through the door. The whole point of funeral is to have family together and grief together. Yeah. You can do socially distance. You can't. You can't. That makes sense. Because because I think it affects the closure. But what but but then when it came to my dad now, you know, they he died back home in Zimbabwe. So that whole thing was mad because there was a race against time. Their laws that because uh, he died of COVID, um, you know, COVID bodies have to be buried within forty eight hours. So my brother and my mum had to change their flights at, at like a moment's notice to get there. M- massive rush and um, I couldn't go because my paperwork is expired completely. So like I'd have to get a new passport, etc. Mm-hmm. It was long. So I, I, my closure, I had to get my closure from looking at photographs of my father's body and a video of him being placed in a coffin. And I just have to be okay with that because there's nothing else that can be done. But to be honest with you, how he got buried and that whole thing it, it holds less weight than the loss I feel. Mm. Yeah, because losing a parent is truly, truly, truly harrowing. Mm. I know that pain to an extent, but because obviously you know I lost my father when I was very young. Mm-hmm. Very young, I was about yeah. nine, yeah. I like I say, I, I don't know if I felt the grief that you felt because I was so young and at the same time he was in a different country as well. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if I've ever dealt with grief of someone close to me dying, but I know my father's dead. You probably haven't. And the reason why I'll say that is this, yeah? When I was nine years old, my older brother died. And he was like a massive fixture in our lives, okay? Like he was a massive, massive fixture. So um, I remember going to my best friend's birthday party. Uh, This is in Zimbabwe, I was nine years old. And then I come home from the party and I'm excited and everything. And I'm just gassed. I come in the house and I'm like, yeah, good time. Da, 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 da. And everyone's just like sad. I'm like, what's happened? And they said that he had died. I laughed. Cause I was like, come on. You don't know how to react. No, not even that. I was like, come him? Mm. The most fun guy in the world? The best big brother? Like really? Nah. And then my cousin was like, no, don't. Like he's dead. And she's in tears. She's like, he's dead. I was like, no, 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 no. How old was that he? Resonated. He was 26. Okay. at the time and so what happened is that 13 years later and this is after um my aunt has passed away okay so I, and, and in my adult years i had now been to a funeral i had now experienced that level of grief and seen all those things so then a couple of years after i remember it was about four years after actually that my auntie dying one of my cousins posted online you know you know r.i.p and just you know paying respects and things like that and it triggered me off because I now know what a funeral is like. And I thought, God, my brother's never coming back because I never saw his body, never went to the funeral. I just had to believe he was dead. So I never got to grieve until I was 22. And he died when you were nine? He died when I was nine. Oh. And when I say grieve, yeah, when I tell you the breakdown I had, it's not, it's not even a joke. So when people act like they're unaffected by things, I know it's a sack of rubbish in it because I'm like, bro, like I've been there in it. Mm. 
So that's that's another reason why I'm saying like, okay, cool. Like I'm bringing the alarm. We're in a state of emergency. Like we need to come together and have these conversations. And I know that's a bit heavy to start by talking about you know death and bereavement and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is, for years before we had the pandemic, yeah, that's killing people. We had our brothers on the streets killing each other. Okay, we've also got a massive, ridiculous amount of of, of brothers who are killing themselves. And it's, it's mad because the numbers, yeah. So let's see. It shows that. This is a lot. Provisional data shows there were 10.7 suicide deaths per 100,000 people in quarter three, yeah, in 2020. So that's July, September, equivalent to 1,334 deaths registered. This rate is similar to rates seen in the third quarter of previous years. So obviously, as years as a year goes on, things tend to increase, right? So if you look like earlier in the year, in 2020, they had the same numbers as the latter part of the year. By the way, this information is available on um, Office of National Statistics. You can Google that, find it. This information is, is free, it's there. Anything to do with COVID, um, any kind of statistics you want to know, whether it's by gender, by area, by race, you name it, it's all there, yeah? Um, let's see, so in the provisional quarter three 2020 data, there were th 16, yeah? So we've gone from 10.7, yeah, to 16.3 deaths per 100,000 males. That's 909. What, what kind of deaths? Suicide. Oh, suicide. Yeah. So suicide in in black males. In men. Oh, in men. Okay. In in men. So suicide in men mm -hmm. jumped from ten percent. From ten point seven to sixteen yeah, to sixteen point three. In one quarter. Nah, this is this is um comparing between third quarter, in uh no no, let's see no no these are the these are the uh the 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 the, 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 the last quarter yeah of twenty twenty yeah, yeah yeah so from second to third quarter yeah yeah yeah. One quarter, one quarter difference yeah. from 10.7 to 16.3 that's 992 registered suicide deaths yeah uh, and then compared to 5.4 suicide deaths per 100,000 for females uh, and that's 342 deaths mm. yeah so you know these are these are the numbers and I don't want to just talk and people be like, right, right so so my thing is that like I think it's important that the support that we've been giving each other, right? Everyone in this room understands what this culture is like that we're living and what we're building, but it's not necessarily happening outside. And that's why I was like, we need to have this Brunch Brothers um, um, podcast because for me, I'm a great believer on just sharing my emotions and telling things as they are. Um, not everyone's comfortable to do that, but I've seen the benefits of it, which is why we decided to, to bring this thing online. Um, one of the things that I wanted to also touch on, which I mentioned a little bit, but I want to talk about like what's going on on, on on the streets because what I've seen through my work is that yeah, there's a lot of people moving wild, but there aren't but the people who are asking why is this happening, why is this happening, what can we do? They're not asking the people perpetrating these these problems, they're not asking them what's wrong, they're not asking them what happened, they're not asking them where does this come from. What's the root of this? I work in a school, and yesterday I was dealing with a 12 year old kid, and I just took a little bit of time and I asked the kid and I said, look, because he was raging, he, was, he, was, he, lost, he lost the game of football. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> nah, 12, that's a big deal. It's, it a big, it's a big deal, but the way he reacted was not acceptable because he can get in trouble. Mm. Not just like because he can get in trouble because we're adults and he's a child, no, because if you're moving aggressive, you're gonna get in trouble. It's a school, not a ring. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Not, it's, not a, it's not a UFC ring. So he lost this football game. This girl comes. 
and she's taunting him and she's making fun and all of this he gets facts 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 so i just walk in right in the nick of time it's my first day back okay and i walk in and the deputy head is like oh are you here for him sir i was like yeah I didn't actually go there for him, but when I when I see a black kid in trouble, <laughs> everything's getting dropped. That's just the way it is. So I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, unfortunately, I have worked with him before, and now he's one of the kids I was checking on, you know, throughout last term. And so I took him to the side, and I just said to him, "Do you remember the first time you felt this level of rage?" He had calmed down, by the way, mm. and he said, "Yeah, when I was five, I was playing the game of FIFA with my cousins, and I lost, and they made fun of me." And so that moment. People was people must have just been like, oh it's okay they're just playing it's okay it's okay it's okay oh and then people move on but mm-hmm. that trauma was the trauma that was the trauma yeah. some people might be like oh the kids are soft he's five mm. he was five but I had a conversation with this boy so this is day before yesterday then yesterday the boy said to me because we were doing we were tracing back the conversation from the previous day and through his own deduction yeah and I want you to pay close attention through his own deduction when I said to him okay so with the way that you respond. Right, when you lose at anything, when you fail, right? What does it remind you of? What did we talk about yesterday? And he's like, oh, that time when I lost the game when I was five. I said, okay. I said, so every time you lose at something, what happens? And he said, I act like a five-year-old child. Mmm. Mmm. Light bulb. Boy, smart kid. So my thing is, with what's happening on the streets, whether it's stabbings, the drug somethings the county line something and all of these things we can actually cut a lot of the issues that we're having if we take time to ask these boys what's popping what's actually happening mm. we don't have time for moist talk anymore we don't have time for uh, it's long. and do you know what the boy felt silly he's 12 of course he's got an ego mm-hmm. mm. yeah he was not he was he was he was like kind of like you know all of this and even when when he figured out that raw like i act like a five-year-old he's like this but then the, the key thing to say there that to show you there is that the way that he was able to take the time he actually dealt with that conversation and that unpacking session better than most adult males mm. that i have worked with no doubt so that tells me that we need to catch them young and actually exp- and have these conversations some people might not think they understand but i have proof and I get results. I, I, I fully agree because I, I I always stand by and, and say it's I look to look at things as personal development, like maybe trying to quit smoking or drinking. Like the earlier you try to stop, the the easier it is to stop. But the, the, yeah, the further the deeper you go into it, the deeper you go into it, the 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 uh what's the word? And you can't remember the word. But no, when when you you did. <laughs> you feel like you have less walls built up. So like when you get it young, yeah. see when you're older, you've been in that same. Bro, what's the thing. word? Yeah, when <laughs> when you're relying on something. Dependent. <laughs> fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my son. That's all I need, fam. That was a simple. I'll get annoyed because it ain't even a fancy word I learned like last year. So I'm like, why am I struggling here? Dependent. Yeah. They get more dependent on it. That's all. right. Ugh. Yeah. We got there. Relief. What were you, you? You were saying something, Idris? Yeah, I was saying. The sooner you get to it, the less they're built up. All so like, exactly. if you catch at twelve, mm. if he kept behaving that way and he gets all the way mm-hmm. to whatever twenty, twenty-one, mm. 
now that's his, that's him. That's all he knows. That's all he's doing. the thing though. I, I, I saw him today, right? Because he was in trouble again. It's okay. He'll win. Um, and I said to him, okay, what we talked about yesterday, I said, at f- you, that response at five years old, what do you think? It's like, oh, it's a five-year-old kid, isn't it? I mm-hmm. said, cool. This re- that response at 12 years old, it's like, mm, grow, grow up, you know what I mean? Like, get it together. I said, what about that response at, at um, 17 years old? It's 17 years old, he's like, oh, come off it. Mm-hmm. And I said, what about 22 years old? And he's like, oh, that's that's mad. Mm-hmm. I said, 32 years old, he was like, he was like, joked him. Mm-hmm. And I said, 42, he said, he's lost the plot. But really, nothing's changed. You're still reacting like a five-year-old. Hmm. Hear, hear this and hear it. Like, hear it. Like, I'm not perfect at it. But one thing I do know is that I'm very introspective. And the mess I've found in here, it definitely gets harder and harder to, 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 to unpack and to tidy up the older you get. Yep. And, and, and for me, um, and I would say a lot of my personal development and learning comes from women because the truth is the man are not really open up to me like that so things i can't comprehend or things that i don't quite understand like let's say sensitivity i grew up very desensitized i was very insensitive and man them couldn't really tell me like i'm very confrontational so sometimes they're intimidated to tell me yo like you have my feelings or something because they're worried i'm gonna like do you know what i mean yeah yeah so it's a thing where Usually it's women that's had to like kind of G check me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Or yeah, tell me like you yeah. shouldn't be do you know what I mean that that hurts people's feelings. I'm like, ain't no one hurt what you think I hurt his feelings? Like, cause he ain't saying anything. Right. I'm like telling her, nah, you don't understand men, like and she's like, trust me, and she would tell like women would tell me little things like, okay, I bet you the money, say this, see what he says. If he says blah, it hurt his feelings. I'll go do it. Lo and behold. She was right. Nigga was hurt. <laughs> boy was hurt. <laughs> He was hurt. And the thing Boy, is, yeah. Can we beat that up? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've learned uh, through women uh, the importance of uh, development. And when, when I speak to women sometimes, I ask them, like, let's say a woman that's 29. And I'll answer, I just randomly asked, do you prefer the you now or the you when you were 19? Mm. And so many of them will say, they'll think about it. Some of them haven't thought about it. And they're like, I preferred, I preferred the 19 year old me. She mm. was like, she was more willing to trust. Do you know what mm. I mean? She was more willing to try things. Mm. She wasn't afraid to fail. All of these things. And it's not so, oh, I understand women, but so I understand people, but women are the ones that are more comfortable opening up to me, so that's like my catalyst. Bro, women turn nightclub bathrooms into therapist offices. Like, you know, anywhere, anytime, the Mm. handbag gets put down Mm. and they get their Mary Poppins on, you got the tissues, Mm. you got the ice cream, you got the makeup kit to retouch after they've done cried two rivers. Mm. Like, it's like they have it on lock in terms of how they can open up and pour it out immediately. her, Her telling me, her telling me that, it really, we kind of unpacked in yeah. that conversation and it really helped me understand how much we miss the regression during our growth so as we're growing and getting on older we don't actually realize how much we're regressing in certain areas that we're not addressing Agreed. and the more we don't address these little things the worse it gets the harder it gets to address it and mm. 
it's just it's, it's it's something you may not even be able to acknowledge that this is a real problem yeah because you've seen your growth in different areas or other areas so you think no no i'm good no 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 i understand my emotion but there's certain things mm. it's been in there so long it's yeah, just, yeah you think it's you sometimes it's been in there so long you don't recognize it you don't you can't put a name on it that's what i say you think yeah, it's yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. think it's you i want to hear idris you tell me yeah well you know tell the listeners because i know but tell us a little bit about idris at 22 or shall I say 21 going 22? Yeah. And then Idris now at 25. Uh, obviously, like he was saying, the way you don't know what you need to unpack, I'm someone that internalizes everything. So I don't like to talk about my emotions. It's something that you've had to kind of coach me with. I've had to kind of understand actually, why is it I feel this way? Mm. That's a conversation I ask myself all the time. Mm. Why do I feel this way? What's going to make it better? And I've just had to learn how to talk about things. Whereas where where I was before, 21, I didn't have no emotional talks. I didn't have no one around me that was trying to have those kind of conversations with me. Yeah. What was There's the no tipping point? Because because it doesn't matter what I say to you, if you're not willing to receive it and if you're not ready to go there, then you're not gonna go there. So it's not really about I mean, yeah, it's good that I was there to coach you or do whatever but if you don't want to grow if you don't want to change it's not going to happen so what was the tipping point for you that made you say okay i'm open to this do you know what it was the personal relationships that i had they were all kind of deteriorating but it all came down to just me coming off as cold because i wouldn't show my emotional side it was it was soft why would i do that because that's the way i've been brought up mm-hmm. you need to you just callous up yeah you just callous up that's soft can't let myself be shown in that light and yeah, my relationships around me just kind of started falling apart. Mm. You're a dad. Mm-hmm. Tell us how much that plays a part in your desire to now be open and Boy, transparent. That young man looks at you. Mm. Everything you do, even if you think he's not watching, even if he's not there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> <laughs> young man is watching you. Yeah. And what, what we all see, whoever we had at the time, whether we looked up to whoever was influential to us, that's who we copied. Mm. So would I have been happy if he was who I was at 21? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I know the emotions he's feeling inside and he's not able to like, do you know what I mean? I You're just struggling them. on yeah. your own. Um, but yeah, so I'm just basically self-developing myself just so that he's got someone to look up to, to be like, do you know what? It's okay to talk about this. It's okay to feel like this. I can deal with it this way. I'm not alone. Because, let me tell you something, right? You know, um, and it takes a lot to get to the place that I'm about to tell you about. Mm-hmm. For me, at about, at about 19 years old, I started to realize just how messed up uh, the latter part of my childhood was. How messed up my teenage years were. And then you come to a point where you realize oh, that wasn't my fault. Mm. That was actually down to the people who brought me into this world. Yeah. And actually they could have done better. And then the anger sets in and the rage sets in. Mm. And I'm telling them anything and any, I'm just like, anyhow, like, because I'm just like, nah, you got to pay I'm not hearing you because you didn't pay attention to the important stuff. Mm. Because as far as you're concerned, I was doing the most. When, in my mind, you weren't doing enough. But then, 
the humbling thought that licked me after mm. was who taught them? 100%. Yep. Who taught them? <laughs> and especially now because my dad is dead, thank God, thank God I forgave that man. Mm. Thank God I forgave that man because I used to be so mad at the guy. I forgave my dad like 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, about 15, 15 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe 14 years ago, I forgave my dad. And I'm so glad I did because if I did not, and I deep it now, even now he's gone, I'm just like, I can't be mad because who taught him? 100%. And what that's done is, is increased my level of patience as well. Mm-hmm. So the way I talk to aunties, uncles, my mom, you know, it's all, ch- even when I see certain behavior coming from siblings, cousins, etc., because I know who raised them yeah. and that they weren't taught emotional intelligence they were not taught to deliberately look at what's happening here mm-hmm. men and women so sometimes they come across abrasive sometimes they come across abrupt you know and 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 they come across uncaring they come across cruel sometimes and even me saying that i'm probably gonna get in trouble with someone but whatever <laughs> <laughs> africans are so extra man. that's a difficult conversation to have though yeah i don't care because then it sounds People take it as, oh, what, no. you thought I wasn't a good parent, you thought I wasn't... Oh, go away, man. Go away. That's not what it means. And I'm not yeah. going to spend my time like, explaining that. I just said it. Who was there to teach them? And it's okay, okay? There's some things that you're missing in life. It's mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some things that you're missing in life. There's some things that I've missed that my kids are going to be like, screw you, dad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, <sighs> I think it's a bit... For me, I find it quite egotistical when parents think they're accomplished or like because at the end of the day you're 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 in work experience like as a parent mm-hmm. you're work like you, you you're not you yeah you're not you don't know how to be a parent like you, no. you're gonna try but you don't know so to kind of be insulted that what well, I, I i didn't know what I was, of course you didn't no one does but right some some people may have had experience like um be given the tools by their parents to make them a better parent mm-hmm. but i think it's it's very important um as a, both as a parent and as a as a child mm-hmm. being raised to acknowledge time as a concept yeah. and the fact that we aren't in control of the family we're born into the country we're born into the financial position we're born into mm-hmm. and a lot of the time um people can use that against themselves mm-hmm. and you know the, the traumas they've experienced or the things they've experienced is not their fault you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and acknowledging that um can be like the the, the kind of the first step uh-huh. towards acknowledging okay this isn't my fault uh-huh. but i have to step up and clean up this mess do you know what i mean 100%. i've walked into my house squatters have come and messed up my house that's not on me but if i want to live here i have to fix I have it to clean it up yeah i have to sort this out yeah i've got this analogy you know that you know where these precious you know ornaments porcelain ornaments mm. yeah and what's happened is that like um we were gifted to our life givers and inevitably they dropped us but their hands are too slippery they can't pick us up we have to put ourselves back together and you know and and it's really up to us mm. um but then there's this i forgot the name of the japanese art but what happens is when they when porcelain breaks or china breaks what they do is like they they mold it back together they stick it back together with um molten gold so when it's come back together it looks so beautiful 
like, oh, that's a nice design. But mm. for it to be like that, it had to shatter into pieces first. Mm. And I love that analogy. And I think as men, we're so scared to break. We'll take something for free. I had a breakdown in the Cayman Islands, right, when I was 27 years old. And that breakdown happened because I had bottled the fact that I was molested as a child. Mm. I had bottled it for so long and I didn't realise how it was affecting my relationships. I didn't realise how it was affecting my choices of what friends even that I was making. It really, really affected so many things. And I just, I'm fine. Mm. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I was not fine. I was earning the most money in my whole life. At the time, I was earning lots of money. I was traveling to so many. I was traveling to a different country like every other month. I was, it was, I was, ugh, it was so nice. But I remember being in paradise, just being depressed. And I remember wailing on that beach for three and a half hours while my friend's dad held me like this because I was crying from the soul. I don't want you to have to wait till you're 27 to, to, to understand that there's an importance to looking inward that there is a beauty and there is value in breakage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have got to allow yourself to go there. And in this podcast, you know, this is just the introductory, you know, little situation and we're going to be wrapping up in a few moments. But I really want personally for everybody who's listening and watching this to understand that this here is a safe space. I want you guys to pull up a chair, get your phone, your iPad, your TV, whatever, get yourself some food, get ready to listen to a conversation that you know you've been having in your own head. Mm. I guarantee it. Everybody who's in this room right now, behind the camera and us lot in front of the camera, I've ha I, I know each of these people to a degree because when you meet me, we go there. Mm. You know that, you know that, you know, you know that, and you know that, and you know that. We're gonna go there. Okay, so what I want from this is that I want I want man them to just release the fear. Release the fear, okay? And lean into these conversations with yourself. Lean into conversations with us. Um, we want you guys to follow us on socials. You can follow us individual individually and you can you can follow stories boys don't like to tell on Instagram or SBDLTT on Twitter and that's where that's where everything is gonna be. Um, but I wanna hear from you guys, what is it that you want? Our, our listeners and our viewers to get from this experience? Um, I think, I think asking yourselves questions, mm. like questions where you, you know, like you, you have friends that you can say, if someone comes up to you and say, oh, like Reginald did this to in the club and you can say nah that don't sound like him you can be like yeah yeah that's him like I see us as the conversations we have with ourselves and the questions we have with ourselves if you constantly ask yourself questions if someone says oh would you blah would you blah you won't be like um I've never really thought about it you know like you that's when you know who you are like someone comes up and asks you would you do x mm -hmm. do you like y you've already asked yourself that you already know mm -hmm. and I feel you kind of enrich yourself in... Tell us, why do we run away from those do I like this, do I not like this? Why do we run away from those conversations with ourselves, bro? Be because then you have to accept who you are. <laughs> and, <laughs> and not everyone likes who they are. No. <laughs> no, hand on heart. Hand on heart. The world had to tell me that they're not nice to themselves. 
yeah. the world that I did not know. Yeah. The world had to tell me that they call themselves an idiot. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I had, I had the space I was in, and all these freshies bragging about me being a banker, Monopoly, like seven years old. Summer, when they wanna buy a Houston Road, they, they won't give me the right money. They'll be like, no, watch him, give him five hundred. He'll give you the change, perfect. Like <laughs> they used to brag about it so much, I could never call myself an idiot ever. Yeah. Just and that was not my decision. Yeah, that was the space. That's time as a concept. That was a space. Where I was brought into and I was enriched, where I never thought of myself as an idiot. Mm. But then with time and learning about people, I learned people speak to themselves like that, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine. But it's a thing where mm, when, not not perfectly <laughs> fine. I mean, in the sense of you're still like you're not crazy for doing mm. it. That's what I mean. I mean like you're not crazy. You're not lesser or anything. You just you you need to be kinder to yourself. Agreed to learn more about yourself. Do you know what I mean? Because you're, you're almost being anti towards yourself. Almost. <laughs> you are, but... I'm you know me, yeah. first of all, you know I'm, I'm all about definitive speech, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about definitive speech. Right, cool, cool, I've, cool, I've cool, killed cool. Idris with this over right, the years, cool, man. Cool, cool, right? cool, cool, Idris cool, is cool. on like, well, I feel like, you know, I kind of, perhaps, maybe... Ah, 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 ah. <sighs> you don't want to commit to it. Do you know what You need to understand, this is... It is a sensitive... It is a sensitive subject. I agree. And but guess what? Life don't care. No, I know that, yeah. I know that. But, I, you know, we could have really young listeners that mm. n- may need it just eased in. Do you get what I'm saying? And if I'm coming, talking to them like they're 27 when they're 14, and do you get what I'm saying? They're like... No, you don't have to do that. No, no, I'm you just saying. Say, yeah. I'm just saying my approach, innit? Yeah. yeah. No, I think your approach is fine. You know, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just fine. Your preference? Yeah. I, no, 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 it's not my preference. I mm. just think that, de- no, I think definitive speech is important. Mm-hmm. But it's the same reason why For people, sure. because if I'm not being definitive, it's the same with people who don't want to have that conversation with themselves. Yeah. Because because yeah. if they're forced to be have that conversation, they they face reality. Oh, yeah. When people speak definitively, they're forced to face reality. Yeah. So my thing is, I speak to myself definitively, right? Oh yeah. It, 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 do I masturbate <laughs> too much? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, I don't do it enough. No, 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 no. That's just an example. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean okay. of course I masturbate, but I, I mean, as in, like, I, if that was my issue, yeah. where it's like every every break I can get or whatever, I would have to face it and be like, am I am I like an excessive chronic wanker? I have to look at that and be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and so, for example, like with a youth at school, 12 years old, and he's like, oh, you know, I can be kind of a sore loser. I said, you can be kind of a sore loser. He's like, I'm a sore loser. I said, okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. Because as daunting and as ugly as that truth is, now you can, guess what, even work on not being a sore loser. Mm-hmm. Next time when you lose and you're being a sore little ross about it, right, you can actually pause and be like, ah, oh, I'm doing it again. Yeah. I think, I think where I, I learned that very well was when I learned how to custom build computers, innit? Like, mm. I, I wanted to buy a computer and I didn't like any of them in PC world, so I wanted like YouTube tutorial, I learned how to do it. Now, the computer wasn't, was working and then suddenly there was an issue. Mm. There's like so many different computer parts, innit? But to know what the issue is, you gotta do a troubleshoot, innit? So you gotta, do something to see is it the hard drive is it this is it that and you know it's diagnosing the problem in it yeah i can't address i can't change all the parts i gotta work out which part i need to change and in terms of your own personal development until you diagnose the issues you have with yourself you can't address it you can't address that your you know your levels of pride yeah 
if you're not aware of your pride. You can't address like, all these things within you if you're not aware it's there. Yeah. So yeah. acknowledging it, diagnosing it mm-hmm. is, is so mm-hmm. important because mm-hmm. you've got to troubleshoot. You know I, mean? I, have a, I, have a, I have an acronym for that and, and you lot can take this with you. You're, you're welcome, it's free. And the acronym is RAP, yeah? yeah. And the R is, uh, is, uh, stands for reflect, okay? Reflect honestly. You can't see your true likeness on a dirty mirror. So you have to reflect and see things clearly. And then A is for accept, okay? There are things you can change and things you can't accept that, okay? And the P is for push forward, push forward. I'm reflecting on the fact that right now my dad is no longer here. I accept it Mm -hmm. and I will push forward because life doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. The clock ain't gonna stop. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, um, I acknowledge and I feel my emotions. It's deep, it's tough, it sucks. But my legacy doesn't have a pause button on it. Mm. So I will grieve and I'll grieve naturally. Some days I'll be super happy, some days I'm gonna be a wailing mess. Mm. But my legacy doesn't have a pause button. Mm. What do you want viewers and listeners to get from this address? For me, I've inadvertently been doing Brunch Brothers Yuki for a while. Yeah. Um, and the jet, I'm still going. So it's not something that people are just going to listen to this podcast straight away and just be like, Mm-mm-mm. I'm now educated emotionally. It's going to take a while. Mm. Um, but I just want people to know you, you don't have to do it all so quick. Even me now being here in front of the camera, I'm still here because I'm learning from him. I'm learning from you. So I'm just, I'm watching, going along yeah. and talk about it. I'm not at the destination yet, but I'm on the journey. I'm actively doing something about it. And I want people to do the same. Mm. Everybody, everybody who's here learns from each other, which is what I really like. Mm-hmm. I learn a great deal from Samuel. The man is, the man is a genius. Let's just yeah. begin there, right? Uh, like, like yeah. no, yeah. no, <laughs> no, the guy's a genius. And you know what? Like, I'm not saying life is easy for him, but he's, he's easy going. You get, do you know what I mean? He makes life look livable. It, 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 it's it's a poet, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, and then I look at you be a father, because I haven't bought my own biological offspring yet, right? But when the day that, the day no, that comes... I'm trying to shoot up the club, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on that. Hey, that this no. time, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, and there I am pulling out like an idiot. <laughs> Guys, 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 his, his name on Twitter is I want babies immediately. Like, <laughs> all, all capitals. All capitals. <laughs> <laughs> How many exclamation marks have you drawn? <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> no, you know, so, so with Idris, like, I think I look at him and I think this guy's a great dad to, to, to that little man. And um, he's already a godfather to my unconceived child. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I just broke the news to him like that. Thank you, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, so that's what I'm saying. Everyone learns something from each other. You know, to all the viewers and listeners out there, I really, really do hope that that you guys um, take on board something today. You know, while you're listening to this, you know, it's it's been a a wonderful nearly 50 minutes, Um, and I do hope that there are some gems that resonate with you in your life. Um, I want to thank every single person behind the scenes. This is not a one-man show, you know. We've got these amazing brothers here who've agreed to come on this journey, co-hosting this thing, you know. Um, and I'm looking forward to growing with these guys. I want to thank Jumper for the music, Eds for the visuals, 
tough for the <laughs> the trim. The God, level of buffness. The level of buff. We had to deliver. We had to just deliver. Do you know what I mean? It's like, the, you know, don't look buzz and just because <laughs> the com- co- co- what is it? The, the COVID, the you know, the 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 the, 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 the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to look barters. You know, just because. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on social media. Stories boys don't like to tell, which is on Instagram and then SBDLTT on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me, my personal page on Instagram, Ajani Kingdom. It's gonna be on the screen anyway. Um, and yeah, so Ajani Kingdom on Instagram, and my brother over here. Oh, that's Samuel. OGA Samuel. And you can find me in my brother's kinetic control. That's right. Um, and that's control spelled how? K N T R L. That's right. So, um, to me, this has been too short, but people got things to do. Yeah. We've got places to go, and I've got a bed to go to. You've been amazing. You've all been amazing. I'm so thankful for this. This is great. It's a dream come true. And I'm so, and, and this is like the first thing I've done since like the worst thing that could ever happen to me happened. Mm. So I'm so glad that you guys could share this moment with me. And I just hope that those that come on board listening to this and watching this, that they're gonna come with us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, the, the the brothers who are behind the scenes over here, they've just been nodding along and like you know, listening and picking up gems. So I really hope that those of you who are at home have the, uh, can do the same. Tell your friend, tell your uncle, tell your dad, tell your auntie, tell your little sister, tell everybody because the more we can understand ourselves, the more we can understand each other. So like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I've been King Cass, Ajani, Samuel, Idris Kizita. And you've been watching and listening to Brunch Brothers, the podcast where love, courage, brotherhood and food is the deal for the day. Peace and love everyone. We love you all. Bless. Peace.